Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 87. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Dicklicious himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. 87 in and 87 out. How's it going? Slowly but surely marching our way down to that number 100, which is C in Roman numerals, yes. we just found out. We learned something new today, did we not? I, I, I got to give you props, Dick, because I, you taught me something today, and that's something I can never repay you. <laughs> it is what it is, man. But you know what? You know how I learned Roman numerals? How's that? WrestleMania. Really? Remember how the first 10 WrestleManias were all Roman numerals? Yes, yes. And then after 30, Vince just gave up on it. I think he lost. I think he doesn't know how to count after 30. I think the rest of the world goes by WrestleMania calling it a number. But uh, it makes me sad that they got away from, like, officially calling it WrestleMania 35. Exactly. Uh, Maybe once Triple H comes back, they'll... Make it so it's not like oh remember the WrestleMania the in San Francisco like it's a lot easier the, to just say WrestleMania thirty one yeah yeah instead of WrestleMania play WrestleMania play sign WrestleMania Sun uh, it's almost like a Pokemon versions now and then next year is gonna be WrestleMania pirate ship WrestleMania pirate shit is what pirate, they, shit. pirate oh, shit oh yes. I see what you did right uh-huh. there yes that's why I'm the host folks oh man a lot to get into this week guys we got a uh, TLC coming up tomorrow um, we got uh, NWA power coming up soon we got a shitload of news and things like that that happened all week. Uh, AEW was was pretty good this week. Uh, I feel like NXT is really trying to get it get at to them. We're gonna get into the ratings war because uh, it, things got very interesting this week. But before we get into that, let's give it up to our sponsors. Let's give it up to LapelYad.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYad.com. Use our promo code Put Me Over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you get twenty percent off your entire order. Act fast because things fly off the shelves there. So make sure you go to their Instagram as well at Lapelia. Turn on the notifications because they announce it, and then next thing you know, it's on sale and then it's gone. Uh, they already they already sold out of their Christmas uh, their Christmas sweater that they that they've released. Uh, they announced oh, it nice. last last week went on sale yesterday and it's already sold out. So make sure you go to their Instagram, check them out. Also make sure you go to our friends at Grudge Match Brand on Instagram. Go to Grudge Match Brand for all their hottest and greatest release. Uh, if you like rock and roll. Do you like wrestling? Well, guess what? They mash them together, and they put together some of the highest quality, top-notch, creative T-shirts on the market. Go to Grudge Match Brand and make sure you turn on the notifications because let me tell you, folks, it is hot. So make sure you get on that. Also, if you're in the market for some Put Me Over merchandise, make sure you go to our website, PutMeOver.com, for all your Put Me Over per- Put Me Over merchandise wants and needs. If you want a shirt with Dick's face on it, boom, you can get it, dude. Uh, a very uh, fancy, um, no, 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 a very tasteful caricature of Dick is on the of website. Course. Uh, we got stickers, we got, we got, you name it, we're there. Um, so make sure you go to our website, use the promo code Kofi forever. That's Kofi, the number four ever, and you'll get 20% off your order there. So if you need a, if you need a Christmas present, look no further, dude. There, there it is. Um, also, I want to give a big shout out to our friend Bubba the Hut. He's a weekly listener, and he sent us a message on Instagram. Um, AEW is coming to his city, and he's going to take over the first ever Put Me Over podcast sign. So keep your eyes out for that in February. We'll remind you guys when it comes closer. Of course, and good looking out, Bubba, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I wanted to give a special shout out to Bubba on the show today. Uh, well, we got all the plugs out of the way. What does that mean? Are you ready to get into this? Are you ready? I said, are you ready? 
Let's get into the news. Take it away, Dick. Oh, dude. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about this week, and uh, this to start off with happened as of uh, this past Sunday. This happened a little bit after we recorded last Sunday. Uh, WWE went on and uh, kind of did like a little winter cleaning of sorts, you little, could say. Uh, little sweeper, sweeperoo. A little winter sweeping, yes. So um, Luke Harper's The Ascension and Sin Cara, especially Luke Harper and The Ascension, we've been, I'm sorry, Luke Harper and Sin Cara we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, been wanting to get their releases. They have. And they got their early Christmas gift. They got it released. You know, it's it's a real shitty time to release people unless... I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a Christmas gift to them, but I feel like not having a job going into the holidays is pretty shitty. It 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 is it is bad timing, but I th- I kind of look at it as good timing as well, especially for Luke Harper. Uh, they weren't doing anything with that guy. Like they brought him back about a month ago to have him team up with Eric Rowan, and then when they did the draft and Eric Rowan got drafted to Raw with a completely different gimmick, that left Luke Harper in um kind of like what, what in limbo. Like what do you do with him after that? I was actually really hoping Luke Harper was in that cage. That would have been great, <laughs> like, a, like a baby, like a baby Luke. Baby no, Luke. just him, just squashed. Oh into my a, a god, tiny dude! Cage, a carryable cage. That then Eric Eric Rowan must be one strong dude if that's the case. Maybe he's a magician. He is. That is insane if he could be able to do that. But um, especially Luke Harper, as we mentioned, like he's been requesting his release for a long time. You have someone like with his talent. I'm not saying he's world championship material, but he is. He's a very helpful hand. He's a big guy that can that can move. He can wrestle. Very athletic. You would think you'd be able to do something with him. And so he could, much potential. And he could talk. We don't hear it a lot, but when he does talk, he is actually a very good speaker. Yeah, uh, he looks like my friend Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Shouts out to Jeff. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big Luke Harper fan. I mean, I like Hunico Sinkara as well. Um, the Ascension really never did anything to, for me. Um, but the Ascension got called up to the main roster when WWE would just call people up just to call them up. Oh, they're doing good in NXT. Call them up. Let's get all the help we can get up here. Yes. Um, and then just do nothing with them. And they were the prime example of going up to the main roster too soon and being in limbo um, because they were just finding NXT as being like their dude. They were like the longest reigning tag champs. Like they were on a tear in NXT. Yeah. Um, and then they're a joke once they make it to the main roster. Um. Um, Luke Harper, you know, like I said, I think he can go. I, I would love to see him in New Japan. Go to New Japan and get real stiff with the boys and uh, do some work, you know. Um, I'm a big fan of Luke Harper. Brad, uh, you, you've seen him on the show. Hard work Brad Tharp. He, uh, he's actually the biggest Luke Harper fan. So I want to know what he thinks about this. We'll find out soon. Yes. Uh, let us know what you guys think of, of all these releases, by the way. And then uh, funny that you mentioned, uh, you also mentioned about Hunico Sinkara. He was asking for his release for a while, and a lot of it was because he did post on Twitter that he wanted to see what was outside the WWE. He was uh, getting he was getting older, and he sees success from um, a lot of different wrestlers who left WWE, and they're in their 40s and 50s. They're being successful, and that there is something that is outside of WWE. Um, there is grass on the other there side. There is definitely grass on the other side, and... Um, another perfect example of successful after 50 and outside of WWE was is PCO. As a matter of fact, um, this past this past Friday, the Ring of Honor just had their final battle at pay per view, and he won to be he he won the main event to become their world champion. Wow, good for him. I mean, Ring of Honor is 
probably on the bottom tier of a lot of people's it, list of things to watch. But at the moment, it is yes. Um, good for PCO. He's really reinvented himself, especially as like an older guy. He's probably on the best run of his life. He's no longer one of the Qu- Ab- no longer half of the Quebecers. Um, or Jean-Pierre Lafayette. Yeah, or the the guy with the eye patch. He's PCO. Good, good for him. And and and, and that right. gets, he was the guy with the eye patch. Yeah, right? Jean-Pierre Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, that's him. And that just goes to show you that yes, there is life outside of WWE, especially after forties and fifties. And Sin Cara, you know, now Hunico has a chance. He can go out there and make a name for himself outside of the company. Look at Goldust. Goldust, Dustin, Dustin Reynolds as well. He's probably another a, example. He's on a he's on a great run right now. He's teaming up with the Young Bucks, doing fucking sentons off the apron. Like, go get it, dude. I this is probably some of his best in ring work in years. Absolutely. Like the, the the past couple of years, even when he was in WWE, like toward the tail end of WWE a few years ago, he, I thought he was doing phenomenal. I haven't seen him wrestle like that in years, and he's able to carry it over into AEW. Has been it, it just goes to show you, yes, there's more to there's just it, there's more to life outside of WWE. What else we got, Dick? Well, um, we also got to talk about some quick suspensions, real quick, because this also happened Ooh. last Sunday as well. Bobby Roode and uh, Primo Cologne. Did you even know Primo Cologne was still working for WWE? <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. But he's, he's too busy smoking the devil's lettuce to get on TV, huh? Yeah, hey yo, is that what's going on? The you know, we, we, they got popped for weed, or was got, it steroids? They got popped for. They got popped. They failed the. They failed their wellness policy as far as what was, what why they failed. They didn't discuss that information. It wasn't disclosed. Typically, they don't disclose that information as far as who gets busted. Yeah, I uh, remember when Roman Reigns got popped. Um, I want. I'll say yes, but the normal fan does not because they, don't remember, they yes. swept that under the rug. So under the rust, under, uh, but he did get popped a while back. But they didn't disclose as far as what was why he got um, popped for. Um, the same thing with uh, Robert Roode and for Primo Cologne. Um, and I'm surprised if Primo Cologne's even still with the company because he hasn't been on TV in almost a year. As a matter of fact, I think it's, it's been, been a long time. Remember, been a, they tried to make them like um, travel agents for a little while. Yes, yeah, they did. Why don't they just come out with their own line of men's cologne and call it Primo Cologne? Like it's there for the taking, guys. You, you can would, have that one. We're gonna give you, you. You can have that one. Go ahead, take, take it, it, make, take it, make a bunch take of money. It, I won't ask for anything. Take it, Vince. It'll probably smell like shit though, but. <laughs> Such good shit. Mm. Probably taste smell like dog food, dude. Oh God. Oh, there's always gonna have to be a dog food reference for this. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, so uh, Bobby Roode, 42 years old, is uh, suspended, and right now they're playing, kind of playing it off as far as him being injured, quote unquote injured. Uh, so he's at got the a, hands of Roman Reigns. At probably. the hands of Roman Reigns, and um, Col- uh, Eddie Cologne, Epico. Um, they're both they're both suspended as well. And he's been wrestling in Puerto Rico, so it's kind of weird how like he has been down there the entire time, yet he had to come back up for a random drug test, and he got yeah, popped for that's it. That's crazy. You think they uh, maybe all those people got popped, and they were just like, "All right, well, instead of suspending you, we're just gonna let you go." I mean, because it sounds like they they made this all in one day. The, they kind they announced suspensions and releases the same yeah, day. They all it all happened last Sunday, so they kind of did some. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Eddie, if, if the colognes do get uh, released. They're not using them at all, so why keep them? Let them go back down to Puerto Rico. I mean, unless you're going to call up Carlito, um, I don't, I don't see. I think that ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah, like actually, that, you're that right. bridge, that bridge burned a long time ago. So um, you might as well just let them go if they're not even going to be used. But Bobby Roode, he's like in the middle of that Baron Corbin big dog storyline, right? Uh, which is like their main thing for for some reason right now. Um, interesting that that he got he got popped. 
He did. And uh, interesting thing as well is like uh, this has been the last time someone was violated the wellness policy since 2016, since October since of 2000. Roman? Actually, no. It was uh, it was Paige. Paige. It was Paige. Yeah. What did she do? It was she got popped twice in three months. What? Yeah. Oh man, that devil's lettuce, man. It's yeah. so enticing. For whatever, whatever it was. Either that or um, is Botox on the list of banned substance substances? Probably. But um, so yeah, so we got some so. Uh, remember those wellness policy violations? Well, that happened. This this happened this past weekend. Um, don't uh, even test drug. Don't even drug test Jeff Hardy. Just, I, just don't even bother. Don't even, save your don't money, even Vince. Get me started with him. Save your money, Vince. Don't drug test him. Yeah, don't get me started with him right uh, as well. But let's get into some good. St- let's get into some good news. Yeah, actually. bring me up, dude. Let's let's bring him up. So WDB this past Monday they did an well via ESPN actually I should say because. Uh, they they always, did announce the first two inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame for they, 2020. They always pride themselves on being able to leak news through ESPN or like People Magazine, <laughs> whatever the fuck. Yeah, the, things they think are important. Uh, usually a third party in that Sports case. Sports Illustrated break broke the news today. No, you told someone at Sports Illustrated, "Hey, can you do us a, a solid? Can we give you some money and you put this out on your on your website, please, so we can say that you're reporting on this?" But there's no no. Under under the guise of we're gonna try to get more eyeballs and more ears into the WWE product if another if a higher brand like SI or ESPN yeah does it for us that's why they do it it's it's obviously it's obvious why they do it but um anyways so we we know the first two inductees into the 2020 Hall of Fame and that is the NWO and Batista um both both uh names are very deserving Batista uh, had the 2000s, him and John Cena and Randy Orton, for the most part, yes, um, owned the 2000s. If it wasn't Triple H, it was Batista, Triple H, or Batista and John Cena. Batista, John Cena, Randy Orton, and then Brock Lesnar as well. Yeah. Um, so Batista, not only is he super successful, like it's going to do great for WWE because they can mention make them they can mention Marvel. They're probably going to have batista come out and manage ricochet who they won't stop telling us is a modern day superhero um but good for batista he's definitely deserving um we i still don't know how big his dick is maybe dana brooke can said we could find we could find, we that out. find out how big is D- batista's dick yes pl- and please post it on twitter not the dick but the, <laughs> as far as the size goes because i there's a lot of people that are interested to find out yes it's been uh like internet's most talked about question <laughs> for the past 10 years it is the most talked about question oh man but uh, yeah, it's funny because you mentioned those four names. We mentioned those four names: Batista, Orton, Cena, Lesnar. That was the OVW class back in the early two thousands. So crazy, and dude. those were the big, the top four um, prospects of that era. All at one time, getting all getting at one time. Up. That's huge. And they don't make them like they used to. They don't. No. And um, and when was the last time a a non Indie guy came through the developmental system to become their star. I mean, you, it'd probably be Roman Reigns, right? Roman Reigns, yeah, because he was a, he is a product of that of that developmental system. But even before that, you had OVW and you had those big four. Yeah, and nowadays it's now now they go out through the indie scenes and they try to find the talent. There's there's pro, there's little to no literal homegrown talent. Like no, Pat Patterson was the one that found the Rock. You know, like they there's none of that really anymore. They're like. They basically just have the doors for the PC open. Hey, anyone want to come? And then they send people out to scout, you know. Oh, what's Ring of Honor? What do they got? Okay. Yeah. We'll look somewhere else. Uh, PWG, what do you got? Oh, okay. Uh, Beyond Wrestling, what do you got? Um, and then they just go to all these indie promotions. Just, oh, there's the, you got, 
it'd be a shame if someone took your top star and like put a right. shitload of money in front right. of them. Oh, PWG, I see you got a look at look at what's happening in WWE. It's all guys from PWG. And and Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor and, and New Japan. New Japan, you're right. Um and I mean if you think about it though, in the grand scheme of things, a lot of the talent back then also came from the territories as well. I mean, look at Hulk Hogan. Perfect oh, example being yeah. Hulk Hogan. They ravaged AWA. He came from AWA. Um, Andre the Giant. He came from AWA as well. New Japan and uh, and you know from Japan and mean all over Gene. the world. Mean Gene Okerlund as well. Yeah. So mean, it, it's Gagne definitely uh, lost lost out to Vince. He did. But so going. But anyways, going back to Batista. Um, oh no, yeah, it's about, I forgot. That's what we're talking. Yeah, about. but it, it does segue into Batista. Um, good for him to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, twenty twenty. Um, as far as if I'm a betting man, as far as who's going to induct him to the Hall of Fame, I think it's obvious it's going to be Triple H. It has to be Triple H at this point. He's come out and said he wants Fit Finley to induct him. Really? As, yeah, that's his personal choice. Will they let him? Probably not, because it's not like a very sexy name to have. Right. Uh, I could see Triple H being or Ric Flair. I mean, I, I could see probably Triple H more than likely, but I mean, Titus O'Neil—they're real best friends. Like they've known each they other are. for since they were kids. They, they just—they happen to grow up in the same area. That's and, that's right. Um, so I could see Titus doing it too. Titus, I think, would be a good one. Titus is a great speaker. I I don't I don't see why why not either. And he kisses his son on the mouth. There you go. That's love. <laughs> that is that is love right there. Oh man. But as far as the NWO goes, Ooh, this one is a little. I mean, it, granted, yes. I'm good with three of the four names. Yes, and I, I, I I'm with you 100 percent on that as well. I feel like if you go more than three, you have to be inclined to induct everyone else into the group. Um, Hogan, Hall, and Nash. That's the NWO. The given because that's how the NWO was. Um, now, they added a fourth member, and that was X Pac. And six, six, but actually, no, they it's listed as X Pac, believe it or not. <laughs> That's so crazy. So he's going by it's kind of going by the WWE version of the NWO, yeah. So, but you're right, though, he should be inducted as six, which leads me to my to my question Sex. is, do you think he's going to be inducted as a one, two, three kid? Could we get a three time? I could see that happening, Sean Waltman in the in the Hall of Fame. I could see it happening, I could see that happening as well, like, um. They're going to probably tout the fact that he's the first ever two-time induct- inductee part of two different factions, NWO and DX. Yeah. They love their first evers. Um, he's I don't the only one that can actually say that. He, but he doesn't really... F- when I think of the NWO, X-Pac is not someone that I think about. Not really. I mean... I it, would see Bischoff or the Giant in there before X-Pac. Right. And or t- even Teddy DiBiase to a lesser extent. Virgil? He, I mean, if, if we're going to go down that road, I mean, fucking put Big Papa Pump. Uh, you put Buff Bagwell. I think of when I think of NWO, I think of those two guys too. Yeah. Um, put Scott Norton in there. Um, you know, there's forty thousand members of the NWO at one time. Everyone and their um, mothers were in it. And then, are we gonna get NWO Wolfpack eventually? That's another induction for Hall and Nash. That's overkill. That's that's a complete overkill. And and, uh, but since you brought up that question, should they should Wolfpack be inducted? No, obviously not, because they were just they were only there for a few for a few minutes, and that's it. They didn't have much of an impact, really. Well, they feuded with NWO for a while, um, but, but that, that was about that was like it. Self, it was like a civil war, basically. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, and then yeah. Do and we then, get the LWO eventually? That's a good BWO. I would love to see the BWO in there. As a matter of fact, they should be in there. I think so too. I think it was super funny. It to was be making fun yeah. of something that was so popular at the time. Um, and kind of turning it on his head. But going back, yeah, and then now we ask the same question with the NWO, like who would induct him in there? I mean, 
I would think the the obvious answer would be Bischoff. Bischoff, absolutely. He's not in there as a member, but he was the reason. He he. It was kind of his idea for the NWO to happen because he, he. It was all his vision. The way his, it was shot, the way um, that they ran. You know, he st- basically stole the stole the gimmick from New Japan. Right. Um, he, NWO was a New Japan gimmick essentially, um, and he just took notes from there. But all of the the, the idea of the invasion. Yeah. The the following announcement has been paid for by the new world order like all that the music that's all it, that's all bischoff um and i think he deserves to go in with them instead of i would take out xbox and put in bischoff because he was like the mouthpiece for for most of it he was the inside man because he was on commentary right talking like you know like who's the who's the the higher power or whatever or was that it, didn't, it was not higher power he angle, was kind of before that before bits became the higher power I yeah mean, he was he was in a way the first he was the mole there you go. He was the mole. Not only was he the mole, but he was also the the owner slash you know executive that was the corrupt one before Vince ever ever did that. Um, before it's me, Austin. Yeah, exactly. So I I could definitely see Bischoff doing it. I think um, he might end up doing the the, the speech. But um, real quickly, I just want to break up what this WrestleMania week is going to be like. This, oh my god, this, I haven't even thought about it. And and this is this is what's crazy is that WrestleMania week is going to be like this. You got Raw on that Monday, but then you have a you have a two day break. You have NXT on Wednesday. Thursday you're gonna have the Hall of Fame. Friday you're gonna have SmackDown. Fuck. Saturday they're gonna I think they're, Saturday they're gonna do Takeover. That's it's gonna been be announced. so crazy. A go home WrestleMania show on the Friday before WrestleMania. That's gonna be crazy. Yes. Takeover is actually gonna be that WrestleMania weekend because they are gonna do that. Sunday's WrestleMania. Monday's Raw. That's going to be it. Not to mention, you have access that's going on all week. Yeah, all weekend. You have all the independents coming to the same area to run shows, too. That's going to be crazy. My buddy, Jonathan Bowles at La Pelia is going to be a busy man that weekend. And everyone else who is a merchant in the wrestling industry, oh. they're all going to be busy that weekend. That's that's like, that's the, that's the peak, that's peak time right there. Does AEW attempt to run a show around the local area? No. Honestly, ignore it. ignore it, right? I would ignore it because by doing that, that just proves to not only to a lot of the fans that are saying like, well, you guys you guys can't stop talking about WWE. Not only are you you're still talking about them. Now you're piggybacking you're off piggybacking them. You're piggybacking off them. Yeah. They should stay away from that. I think so too. 100% I think- stay away from that. If the talent wants to wrestle on the independent shows that weekend, that's fine. They can if if they're contractually obligated to allow them to wrestle on other shows. That would be really good to send guys like Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, yeah. Uh, maybe not Jericho, but send SCU out there. Send the Bucks to go wrestle some like uh, indie shows around the area. That that's cool. But yeah, uh, an official AEW coming to you live on Wednesday night from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, I don't think is a good look. Yeah, or in Tampa for that matter. Like. They should, um, or yeah, wherever, because WrestleMania is going to be in the Tampa in the Tampa Bay area. Okay, so they should stay away from Tampa uh, uh, for that week. Don't even, don't even come near it. In, in fact, th- run shows in L.A. that week. I'd be totally fine with that. I would be super. Yeah, down. stay on the they're other side of the country. They're making their way. They're making their way. They're going to Corpus Christi next time, which is going to be their worst show ever. Next week, and next week, as a matter of fact, next week is going to be Corpus Christi, and it's going to be the worst show ever. But let's see how the crowd is in Corpus Christi because it's historically. Suck. The crowds at Corpus Christi have not been very good. Granted, a lot of the stuff that they're watching is not very good. So, but we'll see how this one is. Maybe, maybe it's a byproduct of the product, or maybe they're just that's just how the fans are. We'll I, see. I will Wednesday. say uh, they were in Charlotte 
this week, right? Or they were somewhere. They were in South Carolina. They were South Carolina. Awful crowd. Terrible. They popped for absolutely nothing. Um, but anyways, or no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Wait, Raw had a bad crowd. Raw had a bad crowd. Raw had an awful yeah. crowd. I AW was actually really good. Their crowds for the mo- AW's crowds for the most part are have been very loud. I'm sorry, South Carolina. You guys were awesome, but wherever Raw was, that was god awful. Uh, <laughs> damn it. That's a yeah. That's talk about a lot of news right there for for um for this week, and um. Real quickly, um, WWE did announce. Um, or, I'm sorry. Um, backstage, uh, we were watching a little bit of backstage before we went on. Um, it seems like this whole CM Punk thing, it's not working. Do you agree with that? I don't think it's pulling numbers as they thought it was going to. They're not pulling numbers as as, as they thought because uh, this is the second time Punk's been on, and their ratings have dropped compared to last week. Really? Yeah. Well, he's not a weekly contributor. Um, I like the show. I mean. For the most part, right. they usually have a segment or two that are, are really long segments, like the one they had with Corbin. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, I like listening listen to him, his insight on what he thinks of himself. Um, I thought last week with Seth was really good. They're going to have Alexa Bliss next week. Um, it's a recap show, yes, but they also have some stuff that is kind of not can't miss or at least find on their YouTube. They're, um, it, it just seems like that they're a lot more comfortable talking in that environment you get you get more the of leash a, is off you the handcuffs are yeah. off you, there's no vince breathing down their neck don't say the wrong thing or you're gonna get fired um and i think that they they put out a good show they did put on a good show but i think this whole idea of cm punk's gonna draw like huge rating it's it's kind of like i don't want to say he's set up to fail because it almost sounds like he is because they put him on this or he said well first of all he signed a fox but then to think that he's going to be able to draw a huge rating on this show is ludicrous because if you look at the if you look at the ratings like they have not even like they they went above 180,000 once and they have not done that since. Yeah. Uh this week's this week shows at 127,000 viewers it was down from the week before that. And it looks like they put a lot of money into the show too. They are they're pumping money into the show and uh, and it's just it's just not working. I just think it's um the fact that it's another hour of wrestling to watch, even though it's not an actual wrestling show, but it's a subject on wrestling. Yeah. That's a lot for fans to digest. And um, they're, they're thinking, well, CM Punk's on the show. Like, they're going to draw numbers. But He's got to be weekly, to- though, because people are going to not – people are going to tune in for Punk, obviously, right? Yes. That's the reason why people come to the show. If they see him on the show one week, like, oh, I'm going to watch next week. Next week comes and he's not on the show. Like, oh, fuck this show. I'm deleting it from my DVR because he's not even on anymore. There's no point. You know, um, he needs to be on more frequently. I think that would help out the show. Um, but like I said, for the most part, I, I enjoy it. I, I would go out of my way to watch it for sure. It is. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a it's it's not bad. But I mean, at the same time, though, it's a lot of it's another hour of wrestling that a lot of fans and including myself, like I'm just not I won't be able to fit through it in my schedule. It's just it's just so much wrestling to go through in a week. So I think that's also another reason why. And. It's not really fair to put that on CM Punk right there. Like, it's, no, I would. It's, it's not. No, it's not his fault. Um, it's on FS1 too, which I don't. I don't know if it's available in every every household. You know, it's not as available as say ESPN or. Yeah, if it was on ESPN or ESPN two, which is in every household, um, it might be better. I, I don't really watch FS1, so I don't know. It took me a while to even find it for my DVR. Right. And um, let's let's talk about some non WWE news real quick. Yeah, let's get into that. All right. So, um, New Japan they announced their card for uh, Wrestle Kingdom this uh, for January fourth. Oh yeah. Did you look Give at the card? Me. 
put it in my veins. Dude. No, I haven't. Let me see it. It is insane, dude. So th- this year, for the first time, they're gonna do two nights. They're gonna do gonna do the two nights uh, for for their show. I, I think, think that's smart. I've I've said it I said it before. I think it's a smart move on their part because an eight hour long show is really hard to sit through. It's hard to sit through, especially I'd, at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, would you, and I I can't. I mean, even even at four p.m., it's hard to sit through. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter what time of day it's. It, you're watching an eight hour show. That's a lot to digest. In what one day? Sitting. What day does January fourth and fifth land on? Is that Saturday Sunday? Uh, let's see, January first is on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday, so I it is out, it's on a weekend. I I think that's that. I mean that's this a smart move. That's Let's a see. Uh, fourth and fifth is Saturday Sunday. Saturday yeah. Sunday, yes. So it it actually works out for um for a lot of the for a lot of fans. As a matter of fact, no one run a show that weekend because this is what we're going to be yeah. watching. I mean, in, in in New Japan, they always run a January fourth show. It doesn't matter what day it falls on. It's always January. 4th. It's always January fourth. So it it just happens to work in their favor that. The fourth and fifth is going to be a Saturday Sunday show, so it works out. But let's look at the card real quick. This is going to be the January fourth show. I'm gonna. This, this is going to be huge. And I'm gonna start from the from the bottom to top. Give um, it to me. Put it in my veins. All right. So Jushin Thunder Liger. This is going to be his retirement matches coming up. Jushin Thunder Liger, Tatsumi Fujinami, and the Great Sasuke and Tiger Mask versus Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, Tatsuhiro Takikawa, and Ryusuke Taguchi. Taguchi's back. So that's going to be uh it's is this like a legends match. It's kind of a legends match, yeah. So but then you also got a lot of um like Taguchi's a um more, he's actually coming back from injury, so that's going to be interesting to see. Is he the one that broke his neck? Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And then uh, you got uh Sonata, Evil, uh Shigo Takagi and Bushi pretty much um LIJ versus Sak- Saber Jr., Minoru Suzuki, Taichi and El Desperado. Ooh, yeah. You got uh, Hiroki Goto, T- Ishii, Yano, Yoshihashi versus Kenta, Fale, uh, Takahashi, Chase Owens. So you got a lot of tag team matches going on the uh, a on, lot. Both, on both yeah. days. New Japan strategy is that they'll do the tag matches to save up the main event talent for the next day and vice versa. They, they've always done this. Ghetto's such a genius booker. Yeah. Um, this is accumulation of Ghetto as a booker, by the way. Um, Tama Tango, Tangaloa versus and David Finley, Juice Robinson for the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. And then you got Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a Texas Death Match for the uh, vacant United States Championship. That's going to be crazy because uh, John Moxley never lost the belt; he had to vacate the belt. Yes, he uh, he was on his way to New Japan. Um, he had a no show because there was a typhoon keeping him away from getting to the stadium. He didn't make it in time, so they stripped him for that. Um, that I mean, that sucks. But now, you, now you have this badass storyline sitting in your lap because um, Lance Archer is the champion right now, right? I think it's vacant at the moment. Let me let me just double check. It's been a while since I've seen. I, I think the story is Lance Archer is a champion. Mox is like, wait, I never lost a title. Let's do this fucking the right way. Let's see who the real champ is. Yeah, you're right. Lance Archer is the current champion. Yeah. So yeah, but either way though, John Moxley did not lose the belt, so he has a he has a point to prove. This um, this is like the John Cena CM Punk, who's the rightful WWE champion, or yeah. the Shawn Michaels uh, Razor Ramon, who's the rightful IC champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, that kind of storyline. It just it makes it makes me feel good. And uh, we and then we got um, Will Osprey, who in my opinion is the wrestler of the year for 2019. Um, uh, Seth Seth freaking Rollins will disagree with you on that one. He he will disagree with me on that, but um, and his bank my, account will fucking prove it the right way you're, too. You're you're right. You're right. That's true. But. This is my show. This is our show. This is our show. Versus uh, Hiromi Takahashi for the junior heavyweight title. That's going to be an amazing match. Jay White versus Tatsuya Naito for the IC championship. And then 
Okada versus Ibushi oh. for the IWGP Heavyweight God, Championship. I, I can't wait for that match. That I know insane. I've seen it a bunch of times, but I need to see it. And that's night one. That's night one. That's night one. And then night two, we're going to get into... Wait, there's an, there's a stipulation for the for this, right? Well, yes. Okay. Um, as, as sure as a lot of you guys know, New Japan's gimmick this for, for, for Wrestle Kingdom this year is that gonna, there's going to be a first-time two championships. Someone's going to walk out there with two belts. Yeah. Winner take all. Winner take all, essentially. And, they're, and the way they're doing it is very smart. Night one, they're going to have... Ibushi and Okada yes. for the heavyweight, and Jay White versus Naito for the IC title. Yes, the winner of that of those matches are going to face each other the next night in the main event. Correct? Right, the That's double title match is going to be the main event. God, and the losers is so good. And to get this losers of those two matches, they're going to face each other and they're going to determine the number one contenders for those two belts. Dude, so are they are genius? They, are they uh, unifying the titles? I don't think they're going to unify the titles yet, but they're just going to have like a. Ibushi two belts running around for a little while. They could do two belts for a while, yeah. Although I could... Okada two belts. I could eventually see them unifying the belts because... With the United States title. But the Intercontinental title has so much lineage, too. It has lineage, right? It has it has, a, it has more lineage than the U.S. title, but I could see... Either, either way, how they do it, it's interesting. I have more faith in what they do with those belts compared to WWE. I they have mean, more faith in Ghetto. It's not a prop. It's not a, something that you can make toys out of. These belts have prestige, mm-hmm. and they, they have meaning to them. Um, just like the NWA title, people would die for these things. Uh, where WWE is, you know, where's when's the last time we saw the world title? Exactly. Universal title has a face on it now. Like, they don't care about those belts. Exactly. So for $7,000, it could be yours. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know who would pay $7,000 for it, dude. That's just insane. Uh, CC Zack Ryder on that one. Okay, so night two, and we, we talked about how there were going to be two championships. Chris Jericho versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Fuck. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata for the British Openweight Championship. I think uh, I said this last week. Jericho is like Tana, the Tanahashi of AEW. The vet, like he's way bigger, way more swole than all the other younger guys. Yeah. Um, I, Yeah, I, that's going to be awesome. And I think that's the that, perfect opponent for Chris Jericho, by the way. Fuck yeah, dude. Legend versus legend. Legend versus Bring legend. Bring it on. That just goes to show you how great Tanahashi is. I mean, he just, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he truly is. And he's also in his 40s as well, and he's still going. That match he's, is going to be stiff he's as hurt. fuck. He's hurt, but yeah. he's still going. It's going to be stiff as fuck. Jericho's going to walk out with welt on his chest. I mean, they're going to have to go stiff because Jericho's not the same guy as he was in his 20s, and neither is Tanahashi. So there's definitely going to be um, a little bit of. Uh, brawls involved a lot of jericho is very much a striker these days yes uh, not so much move oriented um will he hit tanahashi with the judas effect and keep him down no one's kicked out of it yet yeah that's true or will tanahashi just fucking wreck him a lot could happen Ugh, we'll yes. get into i think we'll get into the predictions pretty soon though because we definitely got to do predictions for this oh absolutely for, for, for this event um and then just real quickly um Kenta versus Goto for the never open weight title. You got um, Juice Robinson facing the winner, as I mentioned, for the um, I, for the United States Championship. Um, who what else? El Fantasmo and Ishimori versus Shonyo for the tag titles. And then um, Jushin Thunder Liger, I believe it's going to be in a triple threat match. I need to find out as far as who his two other opponents are going to be, but that is definitely going to be the last match for him that night is January 5th. Does he go into uh what is what's his alter Kishin Liger? Does he go to Kishin Liger at one point? I think Or did we see the last Kishin Liger I, last time? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I would think you would want to put Kishin Liger in there, but um mid-match. Mid-match. Mid-match maybe transform. Make an appearance. Yeah. That, that could, would be fucking that dope. Could, that could that could potentially happen. His You're right. His final form and his final match. 
Yeah, and have him and and have him go out with book the, it ghetto. Have him go, go out in the bang. That would be epic. So that'd be so epic for him to take off the mask mid match and yeah. just fucking show his final form. That would be, oh yeah, that would be great. Um, but yeah, so there's more wrestling on the horizon, and this is t- and the way Wrestle Kingdom has been the, for the past several years, it has been the show to watch. It's almost as if wrestling peaks in January. Yeah, it comes back in. Yeah, it, it basically rides a wave January and then comes down and then goes back into uh, April, March, and then goes back down till SummerSlam and then comes back up for Survivor Series. Um, I would disagree with you on that. I would say the G ones replaced that. Oh shit! I didn't think about the G one. The G one to me is really where it gets interesting. That's that's where you see some of the best wrestling of the year is during the G one tournament. Yeah, but I want to be sports entertained, bro. I want to be I want to be wrestling. I you want to be wrestled. I want, I want to be wrestled. I want to enjoy wrestling. I want to be sports entertained. I, I want more sports. dog food angles. Oh, and, um, divorce shitty divorce on, angles. Shitty divorce angles to start Raw. That'd be great. And that's a perfect segue into Raw. By the way, let's do. Are that. we done with the news? I think we're done with the news. Let's let's just get into Raw, dude. You you that was a great segue. By I the mean, way, I mean that's why they pay me the big bucks. They dude, do of zero dollars. You are the host. Um. Yeah, Raw. I mean, you want me to not care about Raw from the get go? Put this Lana Rusev divorce angle on first. Um. Even Jerry Lawler wore a special shirt just for this angle. Um. I don't get why he's involved in this angle, dude. Like as he's trying to save their marriage. Like the one guy who's been divorced many times. Ha, pal, you should go out there and save this marriage, pal. It's funny because you've been divorced a thousand times. Yeah. Oh Jesus, um, dude. Yeah. Um. So. Pretty much, uh, Rusev gladly wants to sign the papers. Lana, her, she, I know what she's doing, and it it doesn't. Ah, the, she's obviously the heel, right? Yeah. So she's gonna shriek, and she's gonna be real shrill, and she's gonna be super annoying on the mic to be the heel. That's not the kind of heat that makes me hate somebody. That makes that's the kind of heat that makes me want you to go away. Um, I I, I agree. I, I hate that they that they always have to. Uh, pigeonhole in the name of the city to get the the pop from the crowd. Like, I think the people here in Nashville would agree with me, and then they get the pop. It's so formulaic. Uh, yeah, it's or Lana basically. You people, you are so stupid, and like, it's just, it's really cheap. And I wish they could get more creative, but frankly, Lana just isn't great on the microphone. She's just not great on the mic, and we're not even talking about her accent issues either. No. Like. She has her accent for like the first second, and then after that, she just talks normal. It's like by this point, just get rid of the accent. Like we already, we, it, it's it's already given. Like we already know you're not Russian. You're, I mean, yeah, it's been that way for a while. Even when she was Russian, she would just go in and out of it. She would go in and out of it, yeah. Um, and then Total Divas just kind of gives it all away. That's not true. that I watch it, but I know that she's on the show and that she just is. There, no one's in character on that show. No one is in character. You're right. Uh, Kayfabe is dead, folks. If you didn't know. Um, but this does set up um, for for this Sunday, where um, Rusev went ahead and signed the divorce papers on the condition that they faced Bobby. He faces Bobby Lashley, I believe, in a tables match, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Because he did suplex Bobby Lashley through a table, and it sets up for their match on this Sunday in a tables match. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, a ladder match would have been good for the contract. You know, the that's what they should have done for. That's what they should have gone with. Um, especially with all the time they put into the storyline, you would think that they they make it like a main story, but. I could see. I mean, it's TLC. You're gonna have two TLC matches. One one of them can't be for this, right? Right. Uh, but a tables match that makes sense. Even though I, I don't like tables matches. Have I ever told you that? 
I don't like tables matches either. I don't it, like chairs matches either. I don't chairs like chairs matches. What about a stairs match? The sta- we did have one stairs match before, didn't we? <laughs> one time. That's it was, right. It was the Big Show versus oh, Kali or someone stupid. It was a. It was Big Show versus someone. You're right. In a stair, it was Big Show versus Kane, uh, in a stairs match. The stipulation was you can use stairs. And do we ever see a stairs match again? No. I wonder why. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, tables matches can end so fluky. Um, I, I I'm not a fan of them, especially when like they're for the champ. Like when Sheamus won against John Cena, um, I thought that's a real shitty way. I and mean, that was a fluke win too. I guess it works for a heel to get like a shitty win that way, but it doesn't help your championship at all. No, it um, didn't. If anything, it devalues it. Uh, but what do I know? I don't know. Uh, Matt Hardy's just here to do jobs now, huh? Yeah, he's just there. He he put he put over Drew McIntyre very strong, <laughs> very strong. And um, I I think if I'm Matt Hardy, I'm just waiting for the days for my contract to end. I mean, I don't blame him because it's really shitty that uh, well McIntyre cut a promo on 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 him and his family yeah. before, which was pretty brutal. But um, R- Rebby Hardy went out on Twitter the last time. Uh, Thank you. When he did that, uh, he did that. He randomly showed up last week, right? It was last week, as a matter of fact. Thank they you for bringing u- that up. They haven't used him for months, right? And then randomly, when she's ready to give birth any day, WWE's like, hey, you need to come up to fucking Norfolk or wherever the fuck they were last week to for a match uh, so you can get squashed. Uh, Rebby Hardy went out on Twitter and was like, this is bullshit. You haven't used him for months, and now when I'm ready to give birth, you, you call him out of my house. That is bullshit. And you know she was going to say something. Oh, Rebby Hart doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a She has no filter whatsoever. She's, she's not under contract. And you know what? In that situation, she's 100% right. 1,000% She correct. is right because you're not using them at all. And knowing that I'm I'm at the, I'm going to give birth sometime very soon, you're going to send my husband out to work. Like, I need him now. Like, she had every right to be mad about that. I would have been livid. I would have told Vince I'm not going. Just yeah. to go get squashed? Mm-hmm. Not even for an angle. Just to get squashed. I think that's bullshit on WWE's part. It is. And Matt Hardy's in a situation where, like, he's not being utilized to his full potential. His brother, Jeff, is not being used at all. And if I'm, and for, rightfully so, because he's had, he's, he has issues with the law. WWE's not going to trust him with that. What do you do if you're Matt Hardy? Like, I mean, I would think you would want to try to, like, once your contract ends, just go somewhere. What do you do? Hello, AEW. I'd be counting on the days to go to AEW. Um, he has a relationship with the Bucks already. They, they, they went on their tour for gold, um, and you know they, they've done a lot of business with the Bucks. the The Bucks are basically a younger version of the Hardys. That's very true. Uh, they've they've you know made a career out of being the Hardys light. Um, I say I say you you ditch you you get you get if you want to be done wrestling at least go be an agent for AEW, do something. I agree. I, I think he'd be a great agent uh, because the way that they're doing Matt Hardy right now, it's not his fault that his brother's fucking up. You know. And I feel like they're taking that on him, and I, it's pretty disrespectful. The way that they brought back the Hardys at that last WrestleMania in, what, 33 in Orlando? That was Orlando, yeah. Uh, that was such an epic return, and we had such high hopes, like, oh, man, we're going to get the broken gimmick. And then we couldn't get the broken gimmick, but we got the woken gimmick. Like, okay, this might work. But then they overproduced it and made it really shitty. Uh, we got that. We got two of those um, Hardy compound matches, right? Or one. There was two. I remember one of them did involve Bray Wyatt as well. That's when Bray Wyatt came, went into the Lake of Reincarnation and came back as a fiend years later, right? It's kind of like he was stuck in limbo for a while. They had like the broken universe, which they never, they never believed in. They just they, let it die. Like they let it die. They and it's so creative and it's such a different take on wrestling. 
Um, and honestly, and I'm glad they did Woken instead of the Broken one, because that way when Matt does go, if he does leave and wants to come, he's got the, the broken. He's got the broken universe. Yeah. Um, which I I think it'd be cool and to have to have an AEW. If AEW wants to do different things, why not take the broken gimmick to another level the way it should have been done? And and Matt's such a creative guy as well. Like he needs to have that creativity, and he's, he felt stifled. I. He's been doing a lot of stuff on his YouTube channel lately. Oh, really? Um, he has this hashtag free the delete movement on Twitter right now, too, uh, which is basically get me the fuck out of here. Free the delete. Uh, because Rightfully so. The one thing I don't like about the delete is that it looks like a Nazi salute if you're not doing it right. Yes, and uh, a lot of fans are not doing it correctly. It, yes, it it's supposed to be like a swipe with your finger, like you're deleting something. Yes. Um, it usually comes off like a Nazi salute whenever... <laughs> They're panned to the crowd. It's like, oh, wow, that that doesn't look right. That's I noticed it when they, they cut to a crowd shot during Raw. I noticed that too many times, actually. <laughs> and they cut to a guy doing the delete, and he's clearly doing a Nazi salute, and like they cut real quick. They had to cut that one. You're uh, right. That looks doesn't look right. Um, so maybe if Matt Hardy can give like a, a tutorial on how to properly do the uh, the delete sign. That would be great. looks a lot like a Nazi salute to me. Um, KO is backstage looking for the AOP. Um, they showed up in a rape van this week. They did. That was pretty interesting. I thought it was the A team van, but you're right. You didn't. You didn't mention <laughs> to me it was a rape van. Rape team van. Rape is, team yes. van. There um, you go. Mojo tries to get smart with them. Um, Big mistake, pal. Yeah. I like that he's like, oh, they went that way. No, they went that way. Oh, actually, I don't know which way they went. And then Ko fucking slaps him, and he's like, oh, you you just went that way. Um, I love that Kevin Owens is like. Uh, he's uh, a, not a smart baby he's a face. Smart baby face. For once, we get someone that like doesn't take shit from anybody, uh, calls people out on their bullshit, and knows when th- something is up. You know, um, not like you know a guy like Roman, where he'll clearly walk into a, a clearly played trap. You know, ninety nine percent of the baby faces <laughs> in WWE. Yeah. Um, so Ray gives him a pipe, and now he has a pipe in hand. He's going around really looking for these guys. Let's just fast forward to the payoff. Yes, uh, for weeks because th- this, this has been like the buildup right here. So as Kale has been searching backstage for AOP, um, he does find the van, and this is a little later on in the show. He he goes in there, he trashes the van, he tries to open up the van only to be attacked from behind by AOP. He actually breaks the window. He, on he the actually van. breaks the window and he actually opens up the door, and there is someone inside the van. Can't see them yet. You can't see them yet. Uh, that's when AOP uh, jumps him from behind, attacks him. Brutal beatdown, by the way. That was very brutal, yes. They smashed his head in the back of the van in the door. Um, I think that van came from down by the river, but I I could be mistaken. You got to ask Matt Foley about that. Yeah, you got to ask Matt Foley about that. Let's see if he filed a police report on that. (laughs) Um, So the AOP destroy him, right? He's laid out, cut back to the van that has a conveniently placed, uh, like, like a gunner, gunner seat. Like the new Ghostbusters? Yeah, a gunner seat. Um, swivels around, and out comes who else? Seth freaking Rollins. Um, did it get any reaction from the live crowd? Zero. It got zero reaction from the live crowud Me at home, I was like, oh, shit, finally. Yes. This and is that's what the reaction that I got as well. It was like, about time. Just They went ahead and, and did it. I, I give them credit for, for, for doing the turn. I didn't think they were going to do it. They wouldn't do it for Roman. They wouldn't do it for Cena. Any other top guy, they wouldn't do it. But Seth is such a hateable guy. Um, I think I think it's good. And I love that he's like, you know what? I gave you guys everything. And you guys still, you know, hate hate on me. What do I have to do to, like, prove to you that I'm a good guy? 
Um, so now he's just going to embrace he it. He comes off as even more of an asshole, by the way. Yeah, but it's exactly the way he sells it, though. That's why Seth is a good He's a good talker. He's he's good. If you don't, I feel like he didn't have a script. I feel like go out there and say this, this, and this. If you give him and something that it. he can sink his teeth into, and I think that goes for a lot of the talent as well. If it's something they can sink themselves into, and it's believable, yes, you're going to get that great of a reaction. And I genuinely think that this is how Seth feels because the backlash on Twitter, 100%. And people talking shit to him, he is really thin skinned We know this already by the banter he gives on Twitter. He's 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 clearly shown that he can't take. Uh, criticism very well um, so when he's going out and he's talking to the crowd like what do I have to do to please you people he's talking from the heart and yes. I can feel that as a viewer I can see right through him trying to be a good guy this right here I knew that he's he's there's a lot of truth to what he's saying and that's what what I should feel I agree um, at the same time, though, with Seth, though, he did himself no favors with those um, with those Twitter posts, especially with him and um, going back and forth with Will Ospreay. He did himself no fa- he did himself no yeah, favors. We, we've talked about this. We did. Times. We did. We did, though. But it's it, he did himself no favors. But they finally decided to do the turn. And it, it was the right call. And, finally. And the funny thing you mentioned about thin skin as well. You know, Seth is not the only one who's thin skin within the company. There's a lot of wrestlers. It's, I think it's a lot of the wrestlers in WWE. They have that same issue. Well, because. It's so easy to criticize and be critical of WWE because they give us such bullshit. And then the the fans don't have anyone to lash out to but the wrestlers who have active Twitter accounts. Right. So they're going to call out the talent. Uh, and, you know, it, it's not fair to call them out all the time. Um, you know, I will respond if I see something on Twitter, a.k.a. talking to you, Dustin Rhodes, block me on Twitter, Shawn Michaels, block me on Twitter, I don't know why, uh, unblock me, cowards. Um but if I see something on Twitter, I'll 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 respond to it. Um, there's been one time where I was I was a little drunk and I called Seamus Shanus. Like I spelled it, I spelled his name, but I spelled it with A U N S. Shanus. Shanus. Yes. Um, sorry, Seamus. Uh, I went a little hard on you. Shit, shit happens though. <laughs> but um, I did. I pulled the old tweet and delete on that one. Yeah. But um, the thing about that if though, I, if I knew writers' fucking Twitter handles or something like that, or I knew Vince McMahon would see it, um, I might. Go to them rather than going to the talent because I think the talent really gets shit on the most. And, and you're right; it's it's unfair that the talent does get criticized for it, and and in their eyes, they probably see it as like an attack on them. But from a fan's perspective, it's not that we're attacking them personally. We don't like what we've seen. It's the it's the creative decisions, the creative talent, and how they're being portrayed as. That's the issue that a lot of the fans have. It's Absolutely. not them personally. It's creative. That's the issue. That's the problem. Um. And another another person that happened to fall in this trap is Montez Ford this past uh, week as oh, well. Tell me on more. his IG post. Um, on Monday they did uh, they did a a, pari- a parody of the oh, weekend God. update. That was so bad. And that was bad. And I I did not like it. Whenever you add a, a fake laugh track, <laughs> a clear fake laugh track. It was very clear. It bad enough they do a laugh track, but it was very poor it was it was a terrible laugh track to begin with it wasn't like a like a natural laugh track um it's unless they were going for that maybe they were going for the intentionally bad uh laugh track where it it was kind of like almost like irony like yes it's so bad that it's good that's the whole point it's like it's so bad that you're gonna get a chuckle out of it it didn't work like i'll add a laugh track right now (laughs) and you see like that that was like a shitty laugh track yeah but like that's on purpose. That's because I want it to sound like a shitty laugh track. Yes. Yeah. Unless they were going for that. I don't know. 
But it was a, it was a really bad. I hate that they keep bringing the the street profits instead of letting them wrestle, which they haven't done in a while. Last week they came out, or was it this week? They just came out and hyped up the crowd, and that was it. Actually, you know what? They did wrestle this past week. They did wrestle this week. They okay. did. They wrestled against the Viking Raiders. So we, oh, that's right. Earlier on the show, they did wrestle the Viking Raiders because they had an open challenge. I fast forwarded this. Yes, we did. Um, they had a fa- they had a challenge. It was a four minute match. The Viking Raiders won. Tiredly squash matches, dude. Uh, yeah. At least they're wrestling actual wrestlers, not local talent. That's a step up. But if you're the champions, you know, you shouldn't be doing these squash matches anymore. You're you're absolutely right. Make it competitive. The Street Profits should not be squashed, especially because they're a hot new team. And and get this, during that during that segment with where the where they had the open challenge, this was one segment by the way. I forgot to mention this part. So they had their open challenge. The Street Profits accept. The Street Profits win. As they were celebrating, Seth comes out and he calls out the AOP. Are you following me? Yes. Okay. And Kale comes out, and as they're in the ring, Kale shows up backstage. Seth leaves, and then AOP's on the Titantron. All of a sudden, Sami Zayn comes out on Raw with Mojo Rawley. Why is Sami Zayn on, on Raw? Is he on SmackDown? He's a SmackDown guy. Oh, shit. He is, huh? He came out with Mojo Rawley. And... Are they gonna? Are they liberating Mojo Raleigh? Is that the the thing they're going with? I, they have nothing think, else for I think that's what they're trying to go for. And Kale slaps him again. That was one segment. That was before Seth Rollins was built to be the mastermind behind AOP. That's right. Yes. Did you yes, get? Yes. Did, did, did did that make sense? Are we all on the same page? Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. I I don't know. That was overkill right there. So um, that was all one segment. But anyways, going back to the weekend update segment. Um, it got such a bad reaction from online that Montez Ford um, posted on his Instagram account a couple days. Actually, it was the next day, as a matter of fact. Um, he pretty much said, like, uh, like to paraphrase, like, um, everyone has a problem, like, criticizing. Let me, let me pull up real quick, as a matter of fact. Let me pull it up. Give me a second. So he posts a still frame on um, from the Weekend Update segment where he... He and this is the caption: When you hear people critique your life instead of enjoying the show, and this was posted on right. Tuesday, the Tuesday after Raw. That sentence has a lot for me to unpack. So, and where do you want to start? You want to know how to not get over with the fans and have them turn on you? Mm-hmm. Talk down to them. Talk down to them. And be like, shut up and enjoy this. Yes. That's how you get me to not like you anymore. Sorry, Montez Ford, you're in the bad column now. You're out. And I, it, I, I, I can't. I hate. Like, okay, I get it. You can't take criticism. But don't talk down to me like, just shut up and enjoy the show. It's it's supposed to be fun. I know it's supposed to be fun. You're not making it fun. You're not making it fun. And and again, this goes back to, it's not us attacking him personally. It's 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 the talent and it's, how it's, it's how it's been driven. That's the exactly, issue. Exactly. I, the post is what makes me not like Montez Ford. The segment makes me not like WWE creative. Yeah. That's the difference. And Montez Ford is such a talented dude in the ring. With great nipples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has talent, but it's like you don't really see it because he's been given this angle. And then he goes on to to kind of like attack the fans, dude. He's not doing himself any favors. And and this is a WWE problem because a lot of the talent, I think they're just so thin-skinned that they can't take criticism all that well. Even though it's not them being criticized, it's the product. Exactly. And I think they're being... And I think to, in, in their in their fence, they're in the they're caught in between. But we're not attacking them personally. It's the product that it's a problem. Maybe some fans think like, hey, if I tweet at Montez, maybe he'll relay the message to whoever is booking the shit. 
I don't know. Right. I don't make these decisions. But that doesn't happen. Uh, it, it, it definitely doesn't. What happened to Humberto Carrillo? You you talk about a, a guy um, who's stuck in limbo as well. I heard that Vince gave up on him already, but I didn't want to believe it because he's still getting matches on shows. Right. But he's not winning any of them. Um, they try to give him some more mic time. The crowd did not give two shits. Andrade gets called out. Or Andrade calls him out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a match. Andrade makes his entrance. Zero reaction from the crowd. That is not good. That is one way ticket to you're not getting booked anymore. Right. It's affected both guys, and they put on a good match in the ring. Yeah, but the crowd didn't the crowd give didn't a shit. Care. The crowd did not care. Um, Carrillo, you, were they racist towards Mexicans? That's what I want to know. I think Carrillo was just <laughs> it was set up to fail in the beginning, dude. He was just Carrillo's just a uh, charisma vacuum. He was a charisma vacuum. They his limited English isn't helping him. The fact that they kind of like gave up on him right away, did him no favors. It was just he was just set up to fail. I mean, he came out looking like a goddamn Power Ranger. Yeah, and um, that might have worked twenty years ago, but. Not now. Not yeah. as an Aztec Power Ranger. <laughs> Aztec Warrior, eh? Aztec Warrior, eh? Um, main event, AJ, AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship match. I thought this was the highlight of the night. Other than it Seth was a Turner, great match. Uh, match-wise, this was the match of the night. Um, AJ Styles had the match won. I thought, oh, shit, they're going to take it off Ray already? Um, Styles hits the Styles Clash, and I'm like, oh, shit, game over. Orton comes out, winks at AJ Styles, causes distraction, uh, roll up. Uh, AJ loses. It was great until the end. Exactly. The end is like Ray does a roll up one two three and then Raw cuts off at the nick of time. Oh, they literally one two three Ray wins and then cut. Yes. Um, they ran out of time on this one. They ran out of time for this one. You know what have been a great thing to make time? Cut out that whole fucking uh, weekend update. They have parody. They have three Raw's three hours. You mean to tell me they ran out of time? <laughs> It's a three-hour show. Vince, the talent, they, they know it's a three-hour show every week. And you mean to tell me you ran out of time for that Raw? That's how long Raw was this week, dude. It's It was a mouthful. Um, it's just, I don't, I just, sometimes I just don't understand the, what they, where the direction they go. Um, how can you run out of time on a three-hour show? I don't know. We're running out of time on this show. We so are. We got to speed this up. Well, I mean, we've gone through. We've we've literally spilled our guts for you, people. Uh, we went through a lot of news, but let's get into something that actually is good. Let's talk about NXT first before we get into AEW. I want to talk about NXT. Mm-hmm. NXT, I thought had a great beginning and a great end. Not really much in the middle. That's an accurate way to describe NXT this week for me. I agree with you. Um, Angel Garza. Talk about the polo opposite. Talk about the right Garza. Yeah. You want to talk about... Are they related? They're cousins. They're cousins. They're cousins. So Korea, Garza are cousins. They are. Uh, Much like us all Mexicans, we're all cousins at some point. Um, Garza is your new first ever Mexican, which is something I'll talk about. First ever uh, Mexican NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Um, I guess if you want to call it that, Kalisto was the first ever Mexican cruiserweight, but not the NXT champion. So they can right. they can get in their little first ever. They just can't uh, help. They themselves. can't help it. Um, I thought this was an awesome match. Uh, it was a great opener, great opening match. Great, great way to start this match off. A la WCW, putting the cruiserweights out there first, get the crowd hyped, not with a twenty minute fucking divorce angle. You or, get out there and you put on a good fucking wrestling match. And this is why I this is why NXT and AEW are great. On the, this is why I look forward to Wednesdays the most because the way they have their shows formatted, they open up something hot, and that is something that you want to do. NXT this week they had a great opening match, great cruiserweight match to set the crowd up to get the crowd going. Um, I to me at this point, 
I, the one thing, my, my main criticism about, not so much the match, but as far as Angel Garza himself, they have, after he won the title, he proposed to his girlfriend. Well, he celebrated like a baby face. He celebrated like a baby face. He, the he was crowd like, was way behind him, too. And he was behind him, too, as well. Even though a week before that, in the couple weeks before that, he was the heel. He's been a heel since the get-go. Yes. Uh, he's been the ladies' man, uh, Mr. Steal Your Wife kind of deal. Um, if you remember, Leo Rush was going out there to defend his, his family's honor. He was. Um, the crowd didn't give a shit because Angel Garza ended up getting all the praise for this. Um, I thought this was a good move. Leo Rush, for his return to come back and get that uh, Cruiserweight title, was huge for him. Uh, but get out of the way because Garza is on his way. He is. I mean, you, you at this point you got to make him a babyface. Uh, you have a very mark. You have the. To me, that's how. That's how. That's how. I think they were trying to go with Creel was to have that Mexican babyface. They, they picked they, the wrong one. They picked the they wrong picked Garza. They picked the wrong Garza. Um, and I like to think of NXT and AEW on Wednesdays as being the night for wrestling, and Mondays and Fridays are the nights for sports entertainment. That's a great analogy. That's I came up with that just now, um, and I think that that is. Pr- the perfect way to sum up all of that. Um, other than that, ugh, sorry, NXT, you kind of lost me. Um, Raul Mendoza versus Grimes started as a good match because Sheeta did the interruption. Um, you know what, what that goes about. Raul, uh, Raul Mendoza beats uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Cameron Grimes. Not a fan of his gimmick right now. Um, the whole uh, southern southern guy doesn't really do anything for me. Forgotten Sons, just go away, dude. I these guys do zero for me. All they make me want to do is fast forward. You're not the only one that feels that way about them. Um, I don't know why. They've been positioned as jabrones, so I treat them as. They jabrones. do absolutely nothing for me. They they're just they're just there, unfortunately. Um, and then we got the triple threat match. NXT's just been loading up their shows every single week, and it's showing in the ratings. Dick, what what were the ratings this week? Well, um, real quickly, get we into forgot to talk about it. Yeah. Real quickly, this week they actually tied. So they both that is crazy. That is that's insane. Um, they both have seven hundred seventy-eight thousand viewers, both um, AEW and NXT. So they tied for once. Um, of it, course, when you look at if you break the ratings down further, AEW they of course won in the eighteen to thirty-four. Although that gap is slowly, little by little, it's starting to decrease a little bit. Um, AEW, I mean NXT, they actually had a drop in their um, over fifty. As a matter wow. of fact. Because um, that same night on Wednesday, there was an <laughs> impeachment hearings. <laughs> yep, that, that will that will take the over 50s for sure. That will take them away. Um, I will say um, it's taken a lot for NXT to get caught up with AEW. Um, they've literally put all of their resources into NXT, even to the point where they're airing like uh, WWE Network specials after NXT to get people mm-hmm. more into the show. Um, NXT is doing great. Um they really don't let me down so much. Um, this week was kind of a thing. The opener in the main event definitely carried the show for me. Right. Uh, but AEW, the fact that they don't have that giant machine behind them um, says a lot for how good AEW is doing. They're actually doing way more. They thought they were only getting like 300000 a week. When Three they, to five. 500000 that, that that's what they were aiming so for. So they're still the way above their project. They're exceeding their expectations. Absolutely. And uh, there are people out there who still think that it's a failure, that in it, that AEW is a failure, that they should be that. Guess they, what? You're a failure. They <laughs> they just don't understand. They um, just don't get it. Like, yeah, the, this is this is not a it's not a sprint. No, it is absolutely it's definitely not. Uh, 
What's, what's it's a marathon. It's a marathon. There it's it is. Marathon, I was like, what's different a than a sprint? It's a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. Um, this is a Verizon, not a sprint. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Finn Balor is your new number one contender after an awesome triple threat match. Um, the psychology of this whole match, I th- I thought was awesome. Um, there was never really uh, two main guys in the ring. Everyone was trying to keep getting back in the match. Um, Keith Lee is gonna be a superstar. On NXT, I think once he makes it to the main roster, they're gonna they're gonna drop the ball with him. I've given the track think, record. Um, I've given the track record. They're gonna be like yes. Vince is gonna be like, oh my god, we got another Mark Henry on our hands, and that's my and that's my biggest fear right there. That's is what's that gonna happen. He's gonna treat him like a, like the Mark Henry, the world's strongest man again, or the sexual chocolate two point oh. Oh yeah, God, Keith I hope Lee. they don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> do not do that at all. Keith Lee is much more talented than what they're um, gonna put him in a shitty joke. Angle. Yes. Look at what Heavy Machinery is doing. There you go. I mean, I'm talented, but let's put Otis out there in a crop top. Make him shake his titties. Um, it's really, yeah. I mean, sucks, sucks to suck. But the ending, the tour of this match, though, was was was, was pretty good. So Keith Lee hits uh, Tommaso Ciampa with the spirit bomb. Oh, yeah. I thought that was it. They didn't show right. They didn't show Finn Balor on the top rope. Mm-mm. You saw for a split second, you can see him going up there, and then you forget about him after the spirit bomb. You're thinking, "Oh, it's over." Coup de gras on the Keith Lee's massive chest for the win. Oh my God, Finn Balor versus uh, Adam Cole is going to be awesome, and that's going to be next week. So I like that the little they, everyone had like a little promo in in between the show. Like Balor had a promo, mm-hmm. like an un- good like three minute uh, video package. Then uh, Ciampa had one, and then Lee had one. Uh, really making the NXT main event scene seem important. Um, that's what I got. Absolutely. That. And that sets, as I mentioned, it sets up their match next week. Um, De- December 18th is going to be their big uh, go-home show for the for the year. Not just for, a- for NXT, but also for AEW as well. So it's going to be a big week next week. Yeah, they're really... I mean, not to mention you had... Uh, you're gonna have Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. These are all takeover, takeover level, takeover caliber matches. matches. Yeah, uh, for free on TV. Um, so let's go to real quick those two predictions for those two matches. Um, let's start with the women, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. Do you pull the trigger on Rhea Ripley? You have to at this point. Now is the absolutely. time absolutely to pull that trigger. Um, have her beat someone that they they made they had a great video package for Shayna Baszler too. Um, have her go out there. She listed all and for the Rhea people Ripley that as well. Yes, for Rhea Ripley. But I like the one that Shayna did because it listed off like I've been all the flavors of the week. Rhea Ripley is another flavor of the week. Look at all the people I've beat. And then for Rhea Ripley to be able to be like, I'm the one that fucking took you down. That's gonna do gangbusters for her until she gets got called up to the main roster. Um, <laughs> let's get into a- AEW. What did you think of the show? Oh, and also um, next week's match with. Uh, Adam Cole and uh, Finn Balor. Who do you got? Oh, oh fuck. That's that's a little harder to call because Finn Balor is a huge name for NXT to have, but I think you keep Cole strong. Absolutely. I don't. I don't think you take the belt off him yet. And to me, like the the person who's going to take the belt off of him at this point is going to be Tommaso Ciampa. That's who you're building up for. Yes, because Finn Balor can always go back up. I I, I don't think he's going to be permanent in NXT for very long. Yeah, I think he's going to be there for a while, but it's not going to be permanent. Um, He's going to be there once the ratings start going back in NXT's favor. Maybe then they'll be like, all right, Valor, you can come back up. You did your job. You got you got all those indie marks to watch our show. Come back up to main roster. 
or at the same time, maybe he, he just likes it there. We'll just stay down there. Or maybe, yeah. Maybe. Which I'm, which I, if I'm him, I, I'd stay down there. He's basically on vacation. No, wait, I don't have to travel anymore. I can just stay in Florida with my hot wife. Yeah, why Calm not? Down. Sign me up why for that. Not? And I'm enjoying the shit out of this. And I get to hang out with Shawn Michaels all day. There you go. Sign me up. That's what I want to do. I would, I would do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Cole, I would keep the belt on him for 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 now. Tommaso Ciampa is going to be the guy, but with Ciampa, you got to pull the trigger uh, soon as well with him. Because he's got a sh- he's got a shelf life as well. He absolutely does. He only the, the body can only take so many bumps. Um, he's on borrowed time as it is. It is. And it's funny that you mentioned that. Did we talk about um his his podcast when he was being interviewed by um Lillian Garcia? No, we didn't talk about that, did we? So he was he was on uh, Lillian Garcia's podcast. Uh, I think about two weeks ago, and he made a statement saying that if he does get called up to the main roster, that he will actually retire from professional wrestling. That's in- that's very interesting. That's very telling. Um. Which, mostly because he doesn't want to be on the road, right? He doesn't want to be on the road. He's on, and he even said, he, "I'm on borrowed time right now. Like I, I gotta pick and choose my matches right now. I'd rather have one match a week and uh, have a four year and make it four years out of it, as opposed to wrestling four times a week and maybe one year. One year, yeah. And yeah, and, and Tommaso Ciampa, he's had a history of problems, and he, he, he even knows like I'm, I'm not gonna last very long. I'm, I'm done well, at this point. His neck was hanging on by a thread, dude. Yeah, they had to go in there and put major screws in his neck, um, just for him to be able to come back. And I was surprised that he came back so soon. Super soon, and better than ever, I'd say. I agree. Um, let's get into AW though, because we are running out of time. We are. We're getting. Um, what did you think of the show overall? I thought overall it was a good show. Um, definitely high points, more high points than I think NXT had. Um, you had Moxie coming out, beating a guy right off the bat. That's what I want from a wrestling show. Don't fucking waste my time with a 20-minute promo and then cut to commercial and then have another promo and then maybe a match. Give me something right off the bat. Hit me in the face with it. He did, and it was a quick match. Uh, it was a squash match. It made Moxie look strong. Inner Circle, they do come out. Uh, they do encircle the ring. Jericho does offer him a proposal to join the Inner Circle. Very and interesting. The way Jericho does it, though, is that you don't have to answer now. Answer to me after the holidays if you still want to do it. So there's that cliffhanger right there is whether or not John Moxley will join the Inner Circle. I mean, is, is it a foregone conclusion that he doesn't? Yeah, there you go. He and you could. Know, and you know how long that took? That took a lot. That didn't take as long as a... Three minutes. 20-minute Baron Corbin promo on SmackDown this past Friday and that 25-minute 20, promo on Raw this past Monday, too. It was in and out. In and out. Give me what I want. Um, and then you have uh, Cody and QT Marshall, who's the guy. He's on the on the being – or not being the elite, the, like the, um, the AEW YouTube show. AEW um, Dark. Yes. He, he's the one that always eats the apple, you know? Yeah. Um, who was picked by MJF. Um, to go against the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, Butcher and the Blade, actually, this is what I wanted to see out of them. In their debut. Yeah, their debut was not great. Um, They had their little promo video last week, and then you build to this. I I thought this was great. Um, Andy Williams can go out there and wrestle, boy. He's actually good. And um, a couple things I want to mention about this match. Um, First thing you mentioned about Andy Williams. Uh, Jim Ross, he did make an analogy to Andy Williams to Ole Anderson back in the 80s, and he does have that... uh, that burly uh, look, yes, uh, as a as a bruiser, yes. Look, can he hit the spine buster like Oli? Probably not. Yes, um, he's not. I don't think he's as polished as Oli Anderson in the ring or even on the mic for that matter. And he's still pretty new to wrestling. He is actually. He's only he, he was training for a while. I seen him in bar wrestling, and then he got hurt. He hurt his shoulder, 
Um, but he's back and, you know, he's 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 all in now. So that's really cool to see one of my favorite guitar players, um, a la uh, Doyle and WCW. Yeah, um, that's you know. another analogy right there. Uh, and then you had like uh, Gene Simmons coming in. He he managed. Uh, who did he manage? Uh, the Kiss Demon. The Demon. <laughs> Which was an idea by Kiss, not surprisingly. I mean, it kind of lends itself to be a wrestling gimmick. Uh, You're right. Kiss is a wrestling gimmick in itself. Kiss is the ultimate wrestling gimmick uh, for a rock band. It, they gimmick everything. Whatever whatever you could think of, Gene Simmons will market the shit out of it, um, especially a wrestler uh, yes. with the Kiss Demon. Uh, Butcher and the Blade win this match, uh, hitting their finisher, which looked awesome on uh, on QT Marshall. Uh, that was that was the way this had to go. Yeah, you got to debut these guys strong. They and have don't to let come them, out and don't let them pin Cody. They have to come out and win the, win in their in their debut. There's no way they should be losing. Um, real but quickly, it does affect Cody's record. It does affect his record. You're you're right, which is awesome. Um, but there's and there's also going to be a storyline with it as well. I do have a gripe though. Um, my minor gripe is with the springboard cutter. Um, not only used by Cody. But also by um, Leo Rush and NXT. Yep. When you use a cutter like that, it should be three. One, two, three. Not two. And it needs a, it needs a result in a in a finish. It needs a result in a finish. Yeah. And that was my that was my minor gripe with um, with both but, NXT and AEW. I mean, when you think about it, though, moves moves that we normally think would put people away don't anymore like finishers aren't really finishers super kicks in particular super kicks look at i mean what's the difference between Shawn michael super kick does he have like a super super foot or something to put people down with it i don't it, it's a kick that that gives you sweet chin music look at the ddt ddt used to end everything and now it's a setup move for something else although i, although I will say in the defense of the ddt it is coming back as a finisher I, you know what look at the hammerlock ddt paradigm shift um version like i'm talking about just a straight up ddt Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see. It used to be really bad, like in the two thousands. Everyone did a DDT. Everyone did a DDT, and um, it was and it was only a two count. It used to just be like a suplex. Uh, it it's cooled down a lot. I feel like. Um, and I feel like Springboard Center. It looks pretty. Um, maybe you just have to have a super shoulder to be able to put people away with it. There you go. Uh, uh Darby comes out, and Darby Allen comes out to help out Cody. Um, so we're we gonna get a Darby Allen, Cody, Blonde Brotherhood. I we could I mean bleached blonde the oh the triple B's there you go the butcher the blade and the bunny B B B versus the bleach blonde brotherhood there you go triple, triple B B's. versus triple B B off you're gonna have a B off <laughs> a B off <laughs> um but yeah so he he does come out and help Cody and they are gonna tag on the condition that they do uh, that Darby does get a rematch with Cody if you remember uh, when they did Russell Cody did beat him oh yes. But that was an awesome match. That was an awesome match. And they shook hands after they the They shook match. hands after, yeah. So uh, Darby does come out, and Ooh, there's this, some storyline to it as well. long-building storyline. Give it to me, baby. Absolutely. Uh, after that, MJF comes out, calls out. Um, who did he call out? The, the cord man. So basically what happened was that um, he, was, he, was on, he was in the ring cutting a promo, and he looks at the cord man. Um, and he oh, tells the guy him, that, that the, wrangles the, the cables. Yes, him. So he, he tells him to come in the ring. And when he was in the ring, he asked him, "Were you laughing last week over what happened with?" Um, this is great. With it's great, um, you know. Obviously, he says nothing, and then he proceeds to just humiliate the hell out of him. MJF says, "Well, you know what? All is forgiven if you kiss the ring." That's so, his new thing. Yeah, he walks up to people and tells them to kiss the kiss ring. the ring, bitch. Uh, that's awesome. So he proceeds to kiss the ring, and as he's leaving, he gets hit with a uh, double crossroads, which is a great name for if you're gonna if you're gonna jack the crossroads. Call it the double cross because he's a bad guy. He is. 
Um, and then he, after he did it, he's like, did that look good for you? Because his first, his first attempt at it looked bad. Yeah. Um, yes, MJF is the best heel in AEW, easily. I not, not only is he the best heel in AEW, I think he's the best heel right now going. And I like and, that. And let, me, let, me, let me further elaborate on the, on the statement. The best heel who you love to hate. And I'm talking about like that you want yeah, you love to hate this guy that doesn't have that go away heat, but like you just hate the guy. That's the difference between an MJF and a Baron Corbin. I 100% agree. MJF, he doesn't talk to us like we're children. He doesn't talk to the storyline like it's made for kids. He goes out there and he talks shit, and he'll insult you and not sugarcoat anything and not, you know, uh, he'll go out there like. Dude, what he did here was awesome. He said he he's going to accept Cody's match. I thought we were going to get, because he, he was hyping up the crowd, like, you want to see this match? Do you want to see this match? And everyone's like, yeah. And I, th- and I thought he was like, well, I'm not going to do it. But instead, he does something even better. He's like, I'm going to take the match, but I'm not going to announce anything about it here because I'm not going to talk to you people here in Texas. I'm going to talk to them in Jacksonville, which get, now gets me excited for the Jacksonville show on New Year's Day. And that's how you promote a show right there is that you promoting stuff for further on down the road because January 1st is when they're coming back. That's going to be another big show for them as well. So we'll see what MJF's announcement is going to be. Um, big Swell, Emmy Sakura, I mean, debut for Big Swell really was not much of a match for me. Sakura um, is, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, not a fan. Not a fan of the gimmick? The gimmick it would be fine if it was a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, not so in-your-face. This is Freddie Mercury. Right. If she just came out with a yellow jacket and a mic stand, which, uh, what's his name? Um, Chris Christopher Daniels does the same mic thing. He does, yeah. Um, but it's not like an ode to Freddie Mercury. It's his own thing. But if she just came out with a jacket and a mic stand, she doesn't have to come out with a mustache. I think the mustache just kills it for me. It makes me want to be like, eh, fast forward. I don't I, it's fair enough. It's and it. she's basically the job girl. Unfortunately, she is, but she is a great. And in, in the ring, though, she does help a lot of the talent. Though, absolutely, like, she puts in, she puts everyone work, over her and her, her and Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida, though, and um and Riho. I mean, you you got women who can actually wrestle. That, those are gonna be that's where AEW's women's division is based off is those three um wrestlers. Um, and they're not quite as strong as NXT, but little by little, they're trying to get there. It's this is a work in progress for them. Let's see if they can be up to par with NXT's women's division. Yeah. Um. After that, we had a. What do we have? Oh, Kenny and Paige versus uh, Kip Sabian and Sean Spears. This was an this interesting was fun. match. This was fun. It was a team that I normally wouldn't expect to be be together. And the storyline here is Sean Sean Spears and uh, Tully Tully Blanchard are trying to recruit a proper teammate that will complement Sean Spears, uh, and Sabian was on their list. This is great. It was um, simple storytelling. I mean. Um, you know, totally on the mic is always great on the mic, um, and you, that's that's why he's there. You want him to be the mouthpiece for uh, for Sean Spears. Um, so he can explain to everyone this is what's going to happen. We're looking for a tight partner. They go out and wrestle Kenny and um, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Um, as the match was going on, we begin to see that there's some tension <laughs> between Hangman and Kenny Omega. A little bit of one-upsmanship. Yeah, in uh, a way, yeah. Blind tags. Um, I, I got this. Um, it's almost like uh, they're too good to be on a team together. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're one guy wants the spotlight, but the other guy's like, "Wait, I'm I can do this." Um, 
the match kind of kind of goes in a way when Janela comes up. He comic comically ties up Tully Blanchard to a chair. I thought it was really funny. Uh, it, it looked like something out of like a like a comic book or something. Um, the way that uh, Tully Blanchard was was tied up. It yeah, it looked like something like Superman would have to come and save him. Uh, Sean Spears says, "Fuck this match. I got to go help my boy. Untie him real quick." And uh, that leaves Kip Sabian all all alone. So. We can cross Kip Sabian off the list of potential suitors. Yeah, it looks like that's not going to work for that team right there. Um, Kenny Omega has the match in hand. He hits the dragon suplex, the V trigger. He's going to go for the uh, the old uh, well, the old finish, him. and Hangman tags himself in, and he's the one that gets the win. Buckshot uh, Larry for the win. Kenny gives him a, a weird look, like, okay, I mean, we won, but I had that. Um, I I'd be down to see Kenny and Hangman. I think that's the route they're going. It's going to be a, a the I, battle of the curly-haired fucks. Yeah, I th- I mean that's going to be down the road right there. You got another potential plug. Because remember on being the elite, I believe that um, Hangman said he's no longer part of the elite, right? Um, I don't know if he said he's not a part of it, but he feels like, like he's not. Ways. Yeah, he's like not. He's like I don't feel like I'm part of this anymore, uh, which is great. He let him be his own man. Um, and I think we're starting to see where this is going to lead to. Sammy Guevara versus Luchasaurus with Jericho and Hagar on commentary. Hagar doesn't say anything, so that's pretty funny that you added that. That's even better, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jericho was a highlight for me on this whole match. Absolutely. Uh, he built up everybody and tear down everybody as well, except for his boy, uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, this was a good match. Um, fun. I will say it was a fun match. It was fun because of Jericho on the mic. It was a quick match. Luchasaurus beat the crap out of Sammy Guevara, and after the match was over... Um, you know the the um, Luchasaurus is getting beat up. Luchasaurus is getting beat up. Jungle Boy and uh, Marco Stunt make the save, um, and even Jungle Boy does pin Jericho with Marco Stunt pinning him, doing the cover one, two, three. It was a it was like a mock. It was a mock pin um, yeah. to show that Jungle Boy is capable of pinning Jericho. Great, great way to get me excited for next week because now I don't. Know, I, it's not a foregone conclusion that Jungle Boy isn't going to win this match. It's a non-title match, so yes. it leads me to believe Jungle Boy is winning this match. Um, they announced the next AEW Revolution pay-per-view going to be coming to you live on February 29th, which is a leap year day. Leap day. Uh, leap day. So that that's pretty cool that they that they have that going on that day. Um, and then you have the Young Bucks going against the Inner Circle um, in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I, I, I don't remember this match real well. Uh, remind me a little bit on this. Yeah, day. so it was basically Young Bucks against uh, Santana and Ortiz. And as the Bucks were entering... Down the ring, they were jumped by the rest of the members of the inner circle. And um, even um, Brandon Cutler got involved as trying to make the save only to be thrown uh, through the um, ramp by um, Santana and Ortiz. Holy shit. Yeah, so that was and that was before the match had even started. Um, Nick hits a fucking senton from the top of the entrance for a two count. That was pretty fucking crazy. Um Hey, Sammy Hagar gets involved. Which Sammy is, Hagar. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Sammy Hagar got involved. Another rock and roll star in wrestling. Oh, God. I wish Sammy Hagar would have got involved. Would've been like, Let's do a Sammy Hagar, Jake Hagar uh, fucking story. Mash up, dude. Oh, dude. I, I think you're onto something right there. Like, Sammy Hagar is your dad, dude. Oh, okay. man. All right. Too, too, many, uh, too many tequilas right there. That happened. <laughs> uh, uh, how do you get ch- that, that Melcher driver at the end on the chairs? Um, I thought was was dope. Um, and now we're gonna get the Young Bucks versus SCU next week. They're friends on being the elite. They're it's no secret that they're friends. Yeah. Um, and this was for a number one contendership for next week. Yes. Um, so they're stacking their card as well. AEW is yeah, like just like NXT. Next week's shows are gonna be um 
pretty pretty off the chain. Um, Fuck, we still got to do our TLC predictions. That too as well. We got a lot to talk about, dude. So we got um, SCU versus Young Bucks, and then um, next week we got um, Jungle Boy versus Chris Jericho. So yeah, next week's show is going to be, they're going to be something to watch. I think to me, that's more than the pay-per-view itself. Yes. Keep in mind, we have a pay-per-view on Sunday. You wouldn't know it because they didn't really do a good job at advertising it. but And especially this SmackDown did not do a good job of letting us know either. No. You want to know how SmackDown started off with? Let me guess. A 20-minute Corbin promo. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, King Corbin comes out way too long. Uh, Kofi then comes out because Corbin botched the line. It's supposed to be uh, the dawn of a new era, but then he says dawn of a new day. That calls out the new day, um, and Corbin says he's going to humiliate him, just like uh, he humiliated Corbin, uh, which made me think about the dog food uh, scat porn that we got the week before. Yes. Um, This was a very missable SmackDown. This... Literally did nothing, did nothing for the storyline, did nothing for the pay-per-view. Um, do you remember any? I just watched it this morning, and I don't even remember anything from the show. Same here, and I, I, I just like you, I watched it this morning. I didn't really get a whole lot out of it. Um, if you missed SmackDown, you didn't really miss a whole lot. The best thing was the Miz thing, which yes. was overproduced. Um, but I thought it was it was a really cool way of keeping the Fiend creepy. Um, the dolls with the little girl. With uh, the Miz's daughter, um, I, I thought that was really good. Uh, but, you know, they couldn't help themselves. They have cameras set up in positions where they, they they made it look like, you know, you're following them. You know, they're filming in the in the kitchen. They're interviewing the Miz. And then Maurice is like, come, come up here, Mitt. Come up here, Mike. Uh, he runs. And then the camera's following behind him like, oh, shit, we got to follow the Miz. And then they cut to a camera that's set up in the room already. I, that really took me out of it. It did, and I and I could I could see why. It's the same thing like when they have like uh, what was the last thing when there was like there's a camera set up like on the fork on the forklift when that's coming Roman down. Got a t- when Roman got attacked backstage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that ki- that kind of overproduced bullshit really takes me out of like how I'm supposed to feel. Um, but that was really all that really happened on this SmackDown. I feel bad for the people that went to this show because. Uh, do you really care about Kofi versus Dolph Ziggler? I don't. I, I, I don't care. I don't. I don't care either. I mean, I didn't even care that much when Kofi was the WWE champion and he had him go against Dolph Ziggler. I didn't care that much back then, and I sure as hell don't care about it now. Let's get into. I mean, honestly, if you care about SmackDown, that was it. So, well, let's Roman makes the save toward the end, um, and it, that's it. That's really about it. I mean, it, it was not a very good job. Of setting up for this Sunday's TLC, which, by the way, if you didn't realize, we have another pay per view coming up. We actually have two pay per views coming up this weekend, as a matter of fact. TLC on Sunday, and then Saturday is uh, Into the Fire. Yeah, I'm probably going to miss Into the Fire. I haven't really been following since the Jim Cornette stuff. I really haven't, I mean, not not because of Jim Cornette, but I just haven't been too invested in NW. I feel like after that happened, the shows really like quality wise went down. I feel like they had to scramble to kind of keep Jim Ro- Jim Cornette off the show yeah. until this pay-per-view. So they had like recap shows last week. They didn't even have a show. Um, then they had a, an empty arena match. Like they're, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I'm probably going to give them another chance after this pay-per-view. Um, but let's get into TLC because I feel like did did you have anything for NWA uh, um, Into the Fire? I I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm definitely gonna watch it just for the uh, two out of three falls match between James Storm and Nick Aldis. Uh, Nick Aldis, you know, is one of the it's is probably the biggest positive that they have right now. And Absolutely, that's the, that's the true world champion right there. 
uh, how he presents himself. His I feel demeanor. like they'd be lost without him. They would be lost without Nick Aldis as well. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, real quickly, I'm going to say Nick Aldis is going to retain. Um, it's a two out of three falls match. Each competitor gets to pick their referee. Correct. So uh, first one's going to be Nick Aldis. I mean, I'm sorry, James Hurd's going to pick his referee for the first fall. I think the second fall is going to be Nick Aldis, and then the third one's going to be a, a tiebreaker. So whoever um, gets the tiebreaker, they get to choose. I think... And if if I'm remembering correctly, Nick Aldis chose Tim Storm as his referee. Yes, Tim Storm is the former NWA uh, world champion. He Aldis beat him. Uh, he held the title for a really long time before that. He's he's a huge babyface. He's like 50 years old, and he's still correct. Huge babyface in NWA. Um, so there could be some shenanigans there. I think there is absolutely going to be shenanigans. Let me just go ahead and pull up the um, the card real quick. So. Brian Hefner is going to be the referee for the first fall. Who Tim is, is that Earl Hefner's son? Yes. That's cool. He, he's Earl Hefner's son. Uh, the second fall is going to be uh, Tim Storm. And then if they go into a, into a tie, which I'm sure they will, it's a two out of three falls match, then the third fall would be um, a wild card as far as who might show up and who uh, may referee. So it's going to be interesting. I'm going to try to get a chance to watch it this weekend and also with um, TLC as well. I think it'd be interesting if James Storm won the title and have Nick Aldis chase. You could do that. You can absolutely do that. I think that I think that might be the way to go because you know, Nick Aldis we like we just got done saying he's a perfect world champion. But because he's the world perfect world champion, I feel like he should lose it be, so he can go after it. I don't know. That's and you can me. always put the belt back on him. Yeah. You can always do that. Have him chase a little bit. There's money in the chase. There if, is money in the chase. I've learned anything from wrestling. It's that. It, that's true. So we'll see what happens um, for, for uh, Sundays into the Fire pay-per-view. And then uh, Sunday. So tomorrow is going to be TLC. How do you want to do this? Um, you are the defending champion. Um, so you get to go first, I think. Let's go TLC predictions. I'm going to write all this down. Okay. Same here. And uh, let's go ahead and go from the bottom to the top, top to the as always. So um, – there's as of today, as of Saturday afternoon, there's seven matches announced. One doesn't have. I mean, the first match we're going to talk about is TBD, uh, the Viking Raiders versus we don't know yet. And I believe these are all going to be on the main show. So there's no pre. There hasn't been a pre-match show, a pre-match um, booked booked as of today. But tomorrow that might change. They're probably going to get Humberto Carrillo and Ricochet versus the Good Brothers or something. Yeah. So. Um, Viking Raiders versus To Be Determined um, for the Raw Tag Team Champions. Who do you think is going to be the TBD, and who do you think is going to have that match, Drew? Um, I don't know who the TBD is going to be, um, but I will go on record and say the Viking Raiders are going to win this match. Um, they're just squashing everybody. There's The tag division is so janky and weak at this point. No one, I don't see anyone on the same level as the Viking Raiders, especially, I mean, the closest thing I could think of would be the Street Profits. But they just squashed them on Raw. Um, it could be a rematch here to, um, on it, TLC. That that was I, I you know what, I I agree with you on that right there. I think that could be that could lead up to a potential rematch. But if, why would I want to see the Viking? I mean, if that's the case, why would I want to see the Street Profits win? Unless they win a fluky way, that could be the only other outcome I could see for this match. Uh, Street Profits winning on a fluke, and you know Viking Raiders going after them. But that's not going to happen. Uh, Viking Raiders for the win. I, I agree with you on that one, Viking Raiders as well. And if they if they do that fluke win, all that build-up they did for the Viking Raiders just goes out the window. Oh, yeah. Um, which makes sense for what WWE usually does. That's um, true. 
So you're going Viking Raiders. After that, we have Rusev versus Bobby Lashley with Lana uh, in a tables match. We predicted that earlier. Um, who do you got on this one, Dickie Boy? I'm going to go with Rusev on this one. I mean, the way they've been building this angle up for a while, you have to have Rusev come out on top and have him, um, you know, end this. Hopefully, they end this feud once and for all. I feel like if they, if Lashley does win, this feud's going to somehow keep going, <laughs> which leads me to think that. That might end up happening, but I think for the sake of just this rivalry ending, have Rusev win and just thank, move on from there because this has been a waste of time. Yeah, I agree with you, dude. Um, this this needs to die a death. Um, is a tables match really going to be the end of this? I don't think so. I you know what? I don't think so either. Regardless of who wins, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to like get some. I'm just trying to think positive. Pop. Yeah, pop, baby. Um. See, this one's hard because I don't think this is going to be the end of it. I want it to be the end. I want it to be the end of it too. But I think I think they're going to carry this out a little longer because this is their first meeting. Uh, logic tells me that they're going to probably go two out of three more. Um, I'm going to go Lashley on this one. You're going to go Lashley? Yeah. Um, I was going to go Rusev, but I think Lashley is going to – the problem with a tables match is you can win at any time kind of. Um, and I could see Lashley just spearing him through the table. Um so, yeah, I'm going to go Lashley. Fuck it. Okay. Um, up next, the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Another another tag division that is really garbage. Uh, the fact that you have to throw Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Uh, Becky Lynch is a Raw Women's Champion. Correct. Um, there's no other women's tag. The Iconics, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross Fire and Desire. And that's it. That's really about it. That that women's tag division is very weak, and and that's going across Raw and SmackDown. I mean, and you can even go into NXT if you want as well. NXT women's tag team is there. You can throw it throw a team together, but there's no like established team. There's no established team. Even in I mean, if it goes even to NXT UK, which they're building to uh, Worlds Collide coming up soon too. Correct. Um, yeah, not there's no there's no reason why they need a women's tag team tag team championship. Uh, because the division is so lacking. It's so lacking throughout the whole company. Like You have to actually think about going to other um, other sections within WWE. You have to go to NXT. And you you can even go to NXT UK if you need to. That just goes to show you the, the, the real problem with that women's tag team division. But real quickly, we didn't mention this on the Raw, on Raw, but um, Becky Lynch did have a match with the Kabuki Warriors. Um, it, was, it wasn't as good as the one with Charlotte, but it was still a good match nonetheless. Um, as... Becky was back there um, healing from her wounds. Charlotte goes in there, you know, gives her some positive encouragement. You know, good job. You know, did, did the best you could. As she was walking out, she gets jumped up from behind from by the Kabuki Warriors. And um, they have a segment where they said, well, let's, you know, are you mad too? Are you mad? Let's, let's team up together. Becky says on the condition that it'd be a TLC match. So this is going to be a TLC match for the tag championships. Is this going to be a TLC match where it's a pin, or are they going to have the belts hanging? They better have the belts hanging. I would think they have to have the belts hanging as well. Um, although I do see two other ladders matches on this. Uh, well, and, yeah. And that's the problem with can, TLC it, in general, with, with this pay-per-view in general. It's a step to have a step. Step, step, step. And you're going to have multiple matches having the same thing, like multiple ladder matches. Yeah, it really kind of waters it all down, huh? It does. Um, but going with as far as he's going to win, I mean, I think you, at this point, you, you, as much as I don't want to take the belts off the Kabuki Warriors, I think this is what's going to lead to Becky two belts again. 
And it, they're going to go toward uh, Becky and Charlotte again. Yes. I could see that happening. I'm actually going to go with you on this, too. Becky and Charlotte winning this match. Um, use the use the tag championships to draw dissension with them to build a program, either at Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. That's really the only way That's this really, can go. Yeah. Uh, with no... With no uh, with no Ronda Rousey around, uh, you have to go Becky and Charlotte. You have to. I agree. Uh, so, so you're going Becky and Charlotte. I'm on going this Becky year? and Charlotte as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think by this point, you know, this is what it's leading up to because the past two weeks they've had two on one matches. Um, yes. Charlotte was Charlotte wrestled them last week. Becky wrestled them this week, and it's just well, the way they're going with the storyline. It just seems like it's a natural. I don't want to say natural answer to them winning the belts, but I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Um, after that, we have Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, Aleister Black is going to destroy Buddy Murphy. Yeah, this is what's beating it up to as well. Um, this basically is the storyline is Aleister Black can't take a joke, and he's too serious. Um, not not the way that I would build up Aleister Black because he's awesome, and unless he's hurt, I don't know why they don't use him in everything. Um, but here we are. Uh, after that, Bray Wyatt versus The Miz in a singles match. Uh, this is not for the title. Um, and this is also not The Fiend. It's, it's Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. Yes, yeah, so we're probably going to get either... We're going to get Bray Wyatt in the red sweater, or maybe we get him in like, the workout man. Um, different incarnations. I hope it's Wyatt. a workout man. That'd be cool. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. I'd be cool with that. Um, I think I think Dan O'Brien's going to get involved in this match. We haven't seen him since Bray Wyatt fucked him up. Could he be aligning with Ray Wyatt? Because originally uh, they were going to have the rematch here between uh, The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, but they decided to not do the match now, and they're going to hold off. I think they're going to hold off down the road. So this is going to be part of a longer storyline between uh, The Fiend and Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah. Notice when The Miz said something in, about don't talk about my family. It cut to Bray Wyatt saying, I used to have a family. And then it cut to the incarnation of the of um, the, the Wyatt family with Daniel Bryan in it. Yeah. If you notice, it, right. it was a real quick subliminal hint. Um, I could see, I mean, are they going to do that with Daniel Bryan? Did, did Daniel Bryan get brainwashed? or Again? I think, again, yeah. Um, I don't know. I Daniel Bryan is definitely going to get involved in this match, though. I think. I think there is some sort of shenanigans with his involved. new look. We haven't seen Daniel Bryan. That's true. Not even the internet has seen Daniel Bryan. So what's he going to look like? I'm very interested. I'm going to go Bray Wyatt on this one, though. You going to go Bray? Yep. All right. I think so too as well. I don't. I, there's no way I could see the Miz winning. I mean, he's the Miz. When's the last time he even had a match? Exactly. Um, after that, we have the New Day versus the Revival, who won a number of contendership title based on one victory. Uh, basically, this is a rematch for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, another weak division, uh, in a ladder match. So this could be potential show stealer. Kofi in a ladder match? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm looking at all these other matches. This is the show stealer for sure. Default. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're going to, you know... Uh, Corey Graves already gave it away in commentary. Imagine a shatter machine off the top of a ladder. That's gonna happen. Oh, that's God. gonna happen. That's that's gotta hurt Dawson. I mean, because <laughs> Dawson's the one that's um, on his knees like the, or on his back. Yeah, on his back. Right. Yeah. That's that's gotta hurt his. That's back. a big bump. That's a big bump right there. I'm 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 actually kind of 
worried for him now. <laughs> but uh, you know what, though? If they do a shatter machine off the ladder... That's got to be the end of the match. That's got to be the end, and, and uh, I could see them regaining the belts in that matter. Um, Too much hot potato? Yes, very much so. Um, New Day's been a seven-time tag, tag champion. Um, I don't even need the belts. They don't need the belts at this point. They, they don't. I don't see any purpose of them having having it on to them um, other than to you know have the Revival get the belts on them. I'm going to go with Revival. I think they're going to win. Okay. Um. Just to change it up, I'm going to go the New Day. You're going to retain? Uh, for the retaining. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a B-level pay-per-view. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to change the titles. Uh, they can't have that many tag. I, they're not going to have two different tag championships changed on the same night. Uh, so I'm going to go New Day on this one. And then. Well, we both picked Viking Raiders for. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Okay. Um, after that, the main event. So they, th- that's what they want you to think. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a TLC match. Oh my God, Which this is, is going to be, be in an independent pinfall or, or submission. Yeah, I don't. There's there's nothing that they can hang unless it's like a can dog, of dog food. food. I was going to say yeah, dog, can food. Of dog food. They should make this a kennel from hell match if they wanted. They're really treating Corbin like he's an actual king, and they're really treating Roman like he's an actual dog. You know. And by what? the way, I hate when people call me big dog. I think it's I think it's insulting. It's dehumanizing. It's like, hey, you're fat. Let me call you Big Dog because I don't know your name yet. What's up, Big Dog? Hey, what's up, Big Dog? How you doing, Big Dog? My name is Andrew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I met you yesterday. Oh, I'm bad with names. I'll, big Dog. Not I'm not Big Dog. Uh, but anyways, hey, how can you call someone Big Dog if they're small too? As well, that doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Hey, what's at all. up, Big Man? I hate that. I hate that. I'm not Big Man. I'm trying to lose weight. Learn, learn my I, name. I'm actually it. down like. 10 pounds? Good for you, dude. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm doing work. Hey, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, it's a marathon. Uh, Keep that in mind. It's, it's just the weekend's come and just ravish what I did during the week. Right. Um, let's get back into the show because we are running out of time. We are, but we're uh, almost there, buddy. King Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Who do you got, Dick? Um, you didn't mention real quick the Kennel from Hell match. I'm, I'm not, I, they sh- at this point, this, this angle has been so shitty. They might as well just throw <laughs> that match in there, dude. And Can they make a shittier kennel from hell match? Remember that match from 20 years ago? It was the Undertaker and the uh, no, Big Boss Man? It was Big Boss Man versus Al Snow. Versus Al Snow, You were, you were right. thinking the Hell in a Cell from WrestleMania 15, yes, which was when, one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches ever. When uh, the Big Boss Man was publicly hung. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hell in a Cell match. Which was the worst Hell in a Cell match? That match from WrestleMania 15 or the Seth Rollins versus The Fiend? Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. Just because there was a red light during that match and not during the Undertaker and match. There was a, and there was a, a no finish. And there was a no finish, yes. At least I got to see someone get hung. That's true. I think I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. The only person I want to see hung net from now on is me. I thought you were going to say William. Oh, I'm talking about my dick. Oh, uh, hey-o. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to go Roman Reigns on this. Dude. Roman, yeah. I mean, this is all accumulating to Roman winning this match. If Corbin somehow does win. He's going to have help from Ziggler. Not from Bobby Bobby Roode because he's uh, smoking dope, um, and maybe a can of dog food as well. <laughs> the dog food's gonna come back. I think I think Corbin's gonna get the dog. Food. He's gonna get the dog food. Yeah, he he has God. to get the dog food, and he's gonna eat a spear. One, two, three. Roman wins. LOL. Because if Corbin wins, they're gonna keep they're gonna keep dragging this on to the Royal Rumble. This and is so unbearable, dude. And this this feud has been done before. They already did this feud on Raw earlier in the year. 
They then they're going back to this feud now to end 2019, end it now, move on, and just have Roman go in a different direction, have King Corbin go in a different direction as well. Don't even touch each other for the rest of, for for next year, all 2020. If they do that, I'd be kind of happy. Ziggler in this situation, I mean, I feel bad for him, dude. I feel like he 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 doesn't care. You don't go on TV. Why with should a, he? With the generic SmackDown uh, baseball hat. Uh, because you care about the show, um, <laughs> it's obviously it's he's it's, it's obviously satire. Years. It's 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 it, he's obviously poking fun of it. Yeah, he's poking fun at himself for sure. Because um, the ends, of, I don't know. I I feel like wrestlers shouldn't ever go out with baseball hats on. No, it just and, looks weird. And earlier in the year, he was you know he, he was uh, contending for the WWE Championship. Yeah, and then now he's basically uh, Baron's bitch. Yeah, Baron's bitch. Another a double B. Double B. Uh, blonde Bobby's. Baron's, Baron's blonde, blonde bitch. bitch. Yeah, there it is. There, there, there you go. B. There's a lot of triple B's going on. That's a recurring theme of this show. Oh yeah. Wow, we made it, guys. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We're available on all podcasting platforms. Coming back soon to YouTube, guys. I know you've been uh, you've been wanting to see a video version of this. Uh, cameras out of the shop, and we're gonna get that going for you guys for next week. Uh, we're gonna have to have a holiday show coming up soon, huh? You know what? Next week is going to be the holiday show. You're right. Let's bring in the new year and celebrate Christmas next week. Uh, but we're going to end the show on that because we are good at storytelling, maybe. Uh, that's going to do it here, folks. Thank you so much for listening. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcast. And we will see you in a very merry next episode. Next week.